Hello and welcome to the Premier High School Sports Podcast. This is Troy Howell along with Clark Howell. We are going to talk about the King of the Bluegrass. Uh, it wrapped up with Coney Cadillac beating North Laurel. And we'll talk about some other things around the high school sports world. So uh, it's Christmas Eve day. So Clark, how's it going? Hey, it's great. You know, we had some uh, gift exchange this morning. And I'm eating some Chex Mix, which is my, maybe one of my favorite parts of this time of year. So uh, all good. So Merry Christmas um, to you and to everyone that's listening. And um, so let's talk with the King of the Bluegrass. So you were there. I was there on Sunday for the quarterfinals, I guess. And you were there on which days? Most days, except for one or two. Yeah, I went, I went Friday to the first round, half of the first round, and then the quarterfinals uh, Sunday and the semifinals on, on Monday. So I, I did not go uh, to the Saturday first round, and I didn't go to the final day. So what were the main takeaways from what you got to see about the games is pretty good crowds and pretty good uh, basketball too. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I thought we got some very good basketball. Um, you know, we talked last week, Reed Shepard would bring the crowd and, and I think he did. That was, uh, probably the best, best crowds were, uh, the games he was getting ready to play in. So that was exciting. Uh, of course, he put on a show. It was uh, it was different each night. Um, like he had 45 one game uh, when we were there and uh, had uh, double-figure assists a couple games. So uh, that was exciting. Of course, uh, I guess the other thing, coming to Catholic, uh, proved that they are one of the best teams in the state. Uh, they're very good. Uh, they had, I'd say, uh, maybe not the hardest schedule uh, to get through, but had to beat Mail and North Laurel the last two days. And, and you know, did so, I think, is clearly the better team uh, in, in both of those games. Yeah, I think that those two were my main takeaways. Reed Shepard lived up to the hype. I don't know the best way to guard him, really. I mean, there's, I mean, some teams, like Lexington Catholic, they, they beat him real bad last year. That was over 40 points, and they kind of shadowed him. You know, they put a guy on him, and so maybe you put a guy on him and you don't let Sizemore get going, you know. Yeah, and I think uh, they did a good job on Sizemore. I think he only got two shot attempts against coming in Catholic. Uh, Eastern actually did a pretty good job against Reed. Um, they just basically had someone dogging him all over the floor, and they, they rotated about three guys on him. Of course, they have, uh, you know, a lot of athletes, so they had guys whose quickness kind of caused him problems. And, and, you know, he had, I think, 15 points and 11 or 14 assists, something like that, but he also had 11 turnovers that game. So uh, it it's tough though because you know if you try and guard him one-on-one -on -one, he can score 45 and if you you double him then they've got shooters around him so uh it, it'll take a good coach i think to uh to to shut them down yeah i saw belfry they uh were playing line county and they had a guy on perry most of the time kind of shadowing him but i guess reed shepherd he he shot it there was one game where he shot it real well there i was watching online uh it, but then the game we were at on Sunday, I think against North Oldham, I don't think he shot it from mm -hmm. three as well. So, so maybe you 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 want to limit him from getting in the lane and limit Sizemore from three, and then if Reed's hitting the crazy three pointers, you just live with it. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I mean, he clearly can hit tough shots from outside, but I, you're gonna they're gonna score a lot fewer points if he's taking a lot of shots outside as opposed to to scoring inside or. or dishing off to Sizemore and, and some of the other guys. I think Brock shot pretty well a couple of games, and, and Davidson had a couple of games where he shot well. So, uh, But they're 
they're fun to watch and and uh, they brought out I think the most energy out of the crowd uh, in the tournament and uh, I guess maybe selfishly I kind of hope they do make it to Rupp this year because I think that'll will be the uh, about as hyped a crowd as we've had in a long time. Yeah, their defense is getting a little better, and it's a team that's played together for years. I don't think they have a lot of transfers like some of these other teams, so you see the cohesiveness in their in their game. Um, so that's something to think about. And then thinking about Covington Catholic, you know, they said that Jason Frakes said that they probably, the coaches who voted or whatever, probably had Ipsaro too low in the preseason mm-hmm. poll around 21. Mm-hmm. And um, he's very good. I saw him last year against St. Henry twice, especially in the region finals. He's really good on offense. And um, what is it about um, the Northern Kentucky players like Frederick and then Vincent and then Ipsaro, where they kind of, on the state level, they kind of come in under the radar? I think anytime you're kind of in a in a section like an edge of the state, you maybe don't aren't around as many people. Uh, so a lot of people, of course, didn't see many teams play last year. Uh, so teams that didn't make the state tournament uh, had a much limited, more limited following. There weren't tournaments like the King of the Bluegrass last year. Uh, so I mean, not a lot of people got to see him. Um, he last year was his first year. You know, I think uh, playing in Kentucky. Uh, we saw him, I saw him with you the first time, and, and he was fine, but he didn't really stand out that much that game. And then, like you said, in the region champion, or the, the region first round, he played played really well. But I think it's just exposure. Um, just don't don't have the exposure, and, um, you know, that's what it takes to get, to get really hyped. Right, and they added Starks. He wasn't there in the Sunday game, uh-huh. but he was there. So I um, wonder what it was that why they finally added him to the mix. Did he look pretty healthy out there the whole time? He looked good. Uh, he played well. I mean, he's uh, he's a force inside. He's, yeah. uh, he's set up big screen. Um, he's just a good, good player. Um, I, I'm not sure why he set out both their first and, and second round games. He played, I think, all year up to then, yeah. so I don't know if it, he was there. He was on the bench with them. I don't know if it was an injury or just a, a situation with the team. But, uh, you know, so they're, yeah, even better than what you saw yeah. uh, because he's, I, I think he probably is their third best player um, behind Riley and Ipsaro. Uh, but, you know, they're they're a deep team. Uh, they've got, um, you know, Caskill and McGill has shot the ball really well in, in a few of the games. Yeah, he just averaged a few points last year. He's really stepped up this year with more playing time. Yeah, he's definitely a Good shooter. shooter yeah. um, Brady Hussey, um, you know, one of the top tennis players in the state. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he makes a run to the semifinals or maybe even better in the state tournament uh, this year. Uh, is a very good role player. He can knock down shots. He can play play defense. So uh, they, I mean, they've got a well-rounded team. Uh, they don't. I, I didn't see any major weakness. Did you? No, no, Covington Catholic's very good. They, Of course, they remind me a little bit of Lexington Catholic. I mean, I watch them play, and they're on a similar path. But I think you got Dixie Dixie Heights, and you got Highlands. But I don't have anyone ranked, like, in the top 15 in the ninth region right now. They've Some of those teams have had some losses, so you don't have anybody else that's really on their level right now. No, I think the, the challenge to them is they might have to play two or three pretty good teams. Yeah. But I don't think there is a team who's anywhere near their level. Like you mentioned, Highlands, Dixie, Cooper, Connor. Yeah. I mean, like St. Henry, I think all those teams are on kind of a similar level and they're good, but, but Cuff-Cath beat St. Henry by right. 50. Yeah, they got um, some revenge on yeah, them. Yeah, so, and I mean, it wasn't like they were playing their starters 30 minutes. I mean, that was, they. I think they played, you know, 18 minutes, 20 right. minutes. It, was, it wasn't like they were just trying to uh to roll run up the score at least based on on the minutes so uh, that was impressive 
And then from the King of the Bluegrass, so we talked about those, the two finalists. Of course, Coven Catholic beat North Laurel in the finals, but other takeaways is Ashland's fun to watch play. We watched and uh, we watched them play Mail, and Mail's pretty fun to watch too. You got Lyon County; they played Lyon County earlier. So, and I think Ashland's going to play Pikeville. I was talking to the Hell Podcast uh, last night, and they're going to get up and down. Each team mm-hmm. may score a hundred points. So, it seems like it's just a fun brand of basketball that a lot of these teams are playing. Uh-huh. Lexington think, and Catholic. Yeah, I think Ashland might be the most fun team to watch in the state, uh, just in terms of you know Colin Porter is such a great point guard. He can score, but he's a great passer, fun ball handler. Uh, Ethan Sellers, another state tournament tennis player, uh, not quite on Hussey's level, but uh, I think he was a doubles uh, qualifier last year. Uh, he's a really good shooter, but he also plays really hard, uh, goes after loose balls, uh, get, gets in the lane when he needs to. Uh, the thing with them is they've got to get Villers healthy. Um, he, I've Basically, I've seen Ashland play four times, and twice they looked really good, and twice they played with half a team, and the other half of the team was just kind of like either hurt right. or, or slowed down. And uh, you know, if they're running full strength, then they're great. But if they're missing those pieces, it's it's going to be tough with the way they play. Wasn't he hurt before? I mean, that one year, several years ago, they were like had a losing record, but I think him or Robinson, one of their main guys, was hurt a lot of the year, and they they got healthy and they made it to Rupp Arena. So, of course, and then they would have made it to Rupp Arena probably the next year, or won it the next year, yeah. perhaps. So it seems like that they've had some problems with injuries, you know, over the past few years. Yeah, it sounds like his has been a nagging injury for, for quite a while. So um, it, it's a, a challenge to, to know how, how, how to rank them, how good they are. Because at their best, you know, I still think they are a, a top five team in the state. But when they're missing players, I mean, we see they get beat by 30 by Ballard, which not too much of a shame it get beat by 30 by Clark County which you know those are good teams but uh, an elite team shouldn't lose by you know 30 twice right. early in the season yeah they got to have more consistency so so any other takeaways from individual players I mean Caleb Glenn a uh, great re- great rebounder and uh, he's real fun to watch I like his I like watching him I like his attitude and expression on the court Mel's got lots of lots of football players I like when Stella Brown gets in there but uh, I watched Lyon County for the first time, too. They're fun to watch. Any any more takeaways from any of the basketball you saw there? Uh, I think Mail needs to do a better job of getting the ball inside to Glenn. Yeah. He needs more touches. Um, and I mean, he can shoot from the outside, but they need to make a concerted effort to get him the ball inside. Great field goal. You know, I think, I think talent-wise, you know, they could be similar to Covington Catholic, but they just, they need a they need to put the right system in place or something to take advantage of him. Um, and speaking of Covington Catholic, just a couple other thoughts. Mitchell Riley goes after rebounds. Good rebound. He's a great rebounder. I love the energy he has uh, going to the glass, offensive glass especially. Um, you've got to get a body on him and get have everybody go after the ball or he's going to kill you. Uh, and then uh, I want to read you some stats from Chandler Starks this year. From three, he is four of six. On free throws, he's five of 13. Uh, how does that happen? Now is that the see last year they had Stocks and Starks yeah. is is he the bigger Starks dude? Starks is the big guy, yeah. Yeah, and then so Stocks graduated because yeah. I didn't see him this time. So yeah, it sounds like that um, he just needs to work a little bit on the free throws. And he was great on mid range jumpers too, like free throw line jumpers. He yeah. nailed a few of those. So it's it's odd that sometimes when you're at the line, I guess, and you got time to think about it. Uh, the, the numbers aren't there, but I mean, he's, he has the potential to be a really good shooter, but I just thought that was an interesting stat. Turner Buttrey's at 95% free throws this year. Well, he's 
I don't know if you want to get into that or not, but is he the front runner for Mr. Basketball right now? I don't know. I hadn't really been thinking about it. it um, if Saro's just a junior, right? Uh, if Saro's a junior, yeah. yeah, the junior class. I mean, yeah. you could argue the top eight or ten players in the state might all be juniors. Yeah, I was looking at Bowling Green, and they've really vaulted up the rankings, and they're they only return. He's he the only starter that returned, so they've rebuilt yeah. around him. Exactly. So he must be having a really good year. I haven't been able to get out to see a lot of teams in the, you know, I went to the KOB and Lexington Catholic and hadn't been able to go to all these individual ones. I'm trying to hit up the tournaments this yep. year. So maybe I'll see them in the Ashland Invitational. I think they play Pikeville. Opening round, round, yeah. That should be a good one. A good good gauge for both those teams. Yeah, so um, do you want to quickly, we'll talk about the teams in Lexington Catholic, some of the favorites in their tournament. It starts on Sunday at 11 a.m., which – I don't really like that start time. I wish that they wouldn't have these schools play, you know, during that's just when most people go to church service. It could be any time during the day, but it seems like there wasn't a lot of events and stuff that people scheduled then. So I'd go watch Woodford County against Henry Clay, but it's 11 a.m. and I think a lot of people won't go because they'll be at church. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, the day after Christmas, I think a lot of people will be at church on a Sunday morning. I agree. I thought that was kind of odd that, um, you know, you would you would have a, a start time that early. Um, I know they're trying to get, you know, seven games in. Uh, they only have one in the alumni yeah. gym and then six in the main gym. But you'd think you could move that one back and, and put a couple in the other gym or, um, you know, some way to, to not affect that. But, yeah, I know not a set time people have to go to church. But like you right. said, most churches probably are. Uh, are somewhere from like nine to noon in on Sunday mornings. I'd say you know probably ninety plus percent of the churches. So that that will affect uh, a lot of those people being able to get out to that game. Yeah. Um, so they'll be playing, and Henry Clay's having. I mean, they're both undefeated. They're both Henry Clay will be in the rankings for sure. Woodford County's on the border. Woodford's undefeated on the court, but not on the scoreboard. Yeah, they lost uh, their first game because they had to forfeit that game against, I think it was Danville. Yeah, Danville. They won the game, but uh, came back with a forfeit. But yeah, um, both are playing playing well. And uh, I think I'll, uh, another one that's a good gauge for us to, you know, where they fall. Yeah, the semifinals of that, you could it could feature teams like Lexington Catholic, Ballard, Clark County. So it should be a very good tournament. Uh, I think I might try to get out to the semifinals, but... We'll see. I'd like to see a matchup between Lexington Catholic and Ballard, and I think that that I think it's for the quarterfinals. All the matches would be good, except for maybe that Lexington Catholic one, which is right in the middle of all the. I mean, I don't know much about like Simon Kenton, but that game might be one worth skipping. I've already seen Lexington Catholic beat up on poor Tate's Creek. You know, wasn't that real fun to watch? Yeah, that's uh, when I saw Lexington Catholic destroy Boyle. It it was interesting for a half, and then it kind of slipped off. But yeah, uh, just to go through kind of the brackets. West Jessman and Simon Kenton, one of those two probably playing Lexington Catholic in the quarterfinals, and I think I don't I don't see much issue with Lexington Catholic making the semis. It's two hours between games, yeah. so, so yeah, yeah, that's uh, uh. Um, the the next group I think probably Ballard is is the heavy favorite in uh, Madison Central Bardstown could be a pretty good yeah. first round game. Uh, I don't think either of them will compete with uh, with Ballard. Though. Didn't Ballard play Madison Central last year in the Sweet Sixteen first round? Uh, I think that is right. So yeah. that would be a rematch of that. That battle. And Ballard's got their whole team back, and Madison Central, not quite. Yeah, good so. JV team. <laughs> yeah, Hagen yeah. Harrison is yeah. he uh, is he lighting it up? I think probably. I'd say so. Um, and Malachi Marino, have you had a chance to, get to see him yet? Uh, no, not this year. But I saw him shoot like five years ago <laughs> when he was really little at Scott County. Yeah, I mean he was little compared to what he is now. Right. He's a he's a tower. Uh, I watched them play against Frederick Douglass and. 
you know, he's a freshman, and, and he's definitely got a long way to go, but, man, he's going to be good. I mean, he's already good. Good at blocking shots. He's going to be a star, I think. So, well, yeah, I wonder how he'll compare to Michael Marino. He'll uh, be, yeah, a little bit different. I think he'll be maybe more of an inside player, um, but he'll he'll match up with Maker Bar in that first-round matchup, so mm. that could be interesting to see how he can... How uh, tall is he now? I, I want to say, I think I read somewhere 6'10". Oh, he's grown that tall. I'm not sure if... I, I don't know if I would have picked him out as being that tall, but he is, I mean, he's up there. Did you see Belfry's sideline? They had a dude... <laughs> Well, one of the player managers, I thought it was Bulk here, but I it's, it guess it's not yeah, him. He was so. like seven foot, and yeah. then, the, then the assistant coach, someone said maybe played the NBA or something. He's like 6'10", six, 6'11". Six, they got some tall dudes. They had there some tall Delphi. dudes, yeah. They were, uh, I, I'm not sure who that was, but uh, if, if he ends up playing, that'll be, uh, be interesting for him because he was, like you said, I think he probably was seven feet tall at least. Yeah, so take us back to the Lexington Catholic bracket there. So uh, the other side of it, Clark County gets a bye in the first round. So uh, yeah. there's it's just 15 teams in the tournament. They play the winner of that Henry Clay Woodford County That'd matchup. That'd be a good game. So I mean, I think GRC is the favorite to come out of that, but I wouldn't be shocked if any of those three yeah. uh, make the semifinals. Uh, and then the bottom one's another pretty strong one. North Laurel, um, Reed Shepherd, as we mentioned, I think will be a, a hot draw. Uh, they play Trinity, and then PRP, who is having coming off a real good good uh, weekend. They had a nice tournament win uh, with some of, a lot of those kind of six and seventh region teams. Uh, some of those Louisville teams, they had uh, a real good result there. Uh, so they play Dunbar, who's been a bit of a disappointment. Yeah. But I think once Hall left, we knew that was going to happen. So again, North Laurel's probably the favorite there, but I I think PRP could could very well come out of that. So what's the schedule for the quarterfinals? What time are the, each of the quarterfinal so games? They go two, four, six, and eight. So the GRC versus Henry Clay and Woodford County. Be worth County, watching. Yeah. Uh, two o'clock, and then the four o'clock is most likely Ballard against maybe Madison Central or Bardstown. It'd be worth watching. Ballard. It, it's fun play. to watch. I mean, I think yeah. that'll be. I don't think it'll be a super competitive yeah. game, but Ballard's fun to watch, and and it's not like they're going to be playing a team who can't play. Yeah. So. Uh, that'll be pretty good. And then you've got the Lexington Catholic uh, game that we expect that they'll probably roll. Um, yeah, that one might could, be kind of Could be a, a 20 or 30 point game. Uh, and then the final game, possibly North Laurel PRP. That'd be uh, good. Which is yeah. really, really exciting game. So I'm planning, I'm probably going to go Sunday, the first round, and then and then Monday to the quarterfinals. Okay. Um, and then Tuesday, uh, I won't be able to, but uh, but that Tuesday is probably the, the best day of it. Like you mentioned, yeah. Ballard, Lex Cath. But, uh, again, who knows if there are upsets or things don't don't match up, but that one and then and then maybe GRC against North Laurel. If if you had those uh, those wow. two matchups, that'd be a, I think a big crowd for uh, for a yeah. Tuesday night of basketball. Yeah, everyone except Cub Cath could say they're maybe one of the top teams in the state out of those teams. Uh, so okay, then so what about do you know the Ashland tournament? I know that you got Pikeville's in there. You got. Ashland, you got Bowling Green, so that should be a pretty good one. Then. Yeah, I'm not sure the draw. I know I, Pikeville and Bowling Green play in the first round. Right. I think that I think that it goes Tuesday, good. Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, those eight teams, which I, I'm glad to see some pretty good teams in that. Back in the day, it was yep. it was the tournament, uh, or or maybe right behind the the LIT is one of the top two kind of in season tournaments in the state. Um, back in you know maybe the 60s, 70s, and it had fallen off quite a bit but I think Ashland being good helps helps a lot with that tournament if you're hosting a tournament and you're good mm-hmm. it typically makes the tournament a lot better People so that's go, yeah. uh, Lexington Catholic I think that helps with theirs as well uh, so I, I'm not sure the full uh, list there but that should be a good one as well okay um, so anything else before I get into some 
news about football. Oh, I did want to talk about the uh, RPI. Perry. Oh, my. Perry Central, I think, was number one. Ballard was 79. So Ballard said they'll take on anybody who's, you know, and maybe they'll improve their ranking. Oh, man. But Perry Central, I mean, they beat up on pretty good t- like teams that are ranked probably 30 to 50. You know, they, they lost to Harlan County. Uh, I think Pikeville was two. Pikeville's got a pretty good resume, too. I think when I looked this morning, yeah, Pikeville was one and Perry Central was two, so they might have flipped. Yeah, but... so Pikeville, they hadn't beat any, like, top right. ten teams, but they beat, like, Mason County. Right. You know, they hadn't had anybody weighing them down. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, why do they do the RPI for basketball? Just for Because it's not used for anything. Yeah, it's right? not used for anything right now, except I think the LIT might use okay, it. So I know it's... they used to use the, the Litkin House ratings, and I know they switched to something. I'm not sure if they used, there was like a Seth rankings might be what they use. But or maybe if you I, can't I'll, get your district games in. Then... Yeah, I wonder if they're trying to get it in place to potentially see it in the future. Uh, if so, they need to do a much better job, though. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's just, it's atrocious. I mean, yeah. use our rankings, please, instead, yeah, of, instead right. of this. Because, I mean, the, the out-of-state, they, they need to clear it, just wipe out. If they can't figure out what an out-of-state Cal game preps, should weigh, Max then they need to just ignore that those games happen. Yeah, so they count it as a loss. Like they count it as, yeah, a loss to a, basically a 500 team. Oh, my goodness. So, essentially, That's Ballard losing to IMG Academy, that they were winning at halftime, but losing that game... Right is the same thing as if they'd lost to, like, Harrison County. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's just stupid. Um, I've, I don't know how someone thought that was the right decision. And maybe, you know, when you're getting it going, you don't know, you don't think about all these things. But surely they can change that and, and get rid of yeah. it. Because, you know, it penalizes teams from playing good out-of-state right. teams. Right, that's the worst part of it. There's no margin of victory. It takes the out-of-state. Mm-hmm. It, it, it doesn't... Um, yeah, it just doesn't, and then it doesn't look at like another set of rankings. Like when they do the NCAA rankings in the net, they look at the BPI and they have their own. So like if they pulled from us and they're like, okay, they lost to the number one team ranked in their KSR mm-hmm. rankings, then okay. But yeah, it's really bad. It's um, it's and 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 now what's worse, that or people saying like number three male is taking on someone because they were number three in the preseason like right. in the courier the, right i mean who else does rankings besides us the ap's gonna the put AP theirs out usually later starts in the middle of january i think maybe the start of january so they'll they'll do theirs max uh, preps has theirs d- computerized d- so the lincoln house i think the formula they're bringing those back ago. i hope so because those were really they're good i've got, some I've back, got all those yeah. back from the 40s uh and then uh, i guess cantrell, cantrell. and harold still i think still does the their rank and their ratings, I guess. Not, but, not rankings. But when they reference teams, I don't know if they use that, like in their write ups. I think, might the, use I think the Herald does. Oh, once they start. Do you I think, think the Cantrell? Herald will use the Cantrell, but yeah, once it starts. Yeah, I remember sometimes we'd see teams yeah. in the in like this Lessing Catholic tournament that were two and six, and it would talk about, oh, the number five ranked team in the state. Right. And, uh, yeah, they just need to start using our rankings because. We do it after week, every week, right. start of the year, uh, and we actually update them. Uh, right. We don't leave what we had at the start of the year, yeah. and we also don't put Ballard at 79. Right, yeah, exactly. So, that would be my goal, yeah. Yeah, if, if you want uh, want real reasonable rankings that people put some effort into, we got it for you. Yeah, we go out and watch all these teams, and we rank them, and, and every Sunday or Monday it'll come out. But uh, I just think that some of these rankings, uh, I don't know. And then also... Um, well, I lost my train of thought, but Max Preps is not terrible. You know, some of these computerized ones. Oh, I know what I was going to say is um, the preseason bias. So um, some of these, like if you look at the college basketball rankings, the um, who's the guy that does them? Uh, Ken, Ken Palm mm-hmm. rankings. 
they'll have preseason bias factored in. Like, okay, they lost – even though Kentucky's played like nobody and they're way down there, they're like, well, Kentucky's a pretty good team because they had started behind the preseason. And eventually as the season goes on, they remove that preseason bias. I noticed that the Cantrell – I don't think they did that for football because poor like Somerset, who was terrible – they kept ranking like in the top five of their class. And I'm like, well, it's because they're preseason. Yep. They were so high up there. And so one question would be, I use preseason bias a little bit in my own human rankings. Like, okay, this team male started out number three. They might have lost a game or two, but I'll still get the benefit mm-hmm. of the doubt. And so pretty soon, I think I'm, I may just take – do you usually just take that out a few – around after Christmas mm-hmm. once these tournaments and say – Sorry, I'm dropping you down. Yeah, yeah, and I think you yeah. probably give a little bit more weight to it earlier than I know. I was thinking about that, where you've had mail a little bit higher than I have. Or Lincoln County um, this year. Know, and yeah, I mean, my thought on that is essentially week one, or preseason, we're guessing. Yeah. Week one is a guess with a little bit of information. Week two is probably about, you know, half of still a guess and half based on information. And once we get to where we are now... Um, and especially after the tournaments this weekend where you've seen teams play yeah. out of region and, and get a lot more data points, then pretty much we go based on, on what results show, what we've seen with our own eyes. Um, I mean, I, I think I've seen half of the teams I've got ranked here. I would yeah. like to see more, but it's, it's you know, 12 out of 25, 13 out of 25 is not too. not too bad. Yeah, a few more watched online. So, you know, we, we use the eye test as well, um, but I probably go a little bit more just based on, on results. Um, and so, you know, if, if a team was ranked eighth because they were undefeated but hadn't had any great wins and then they lost to an unranked team, they might drop out if that team was, you know, if there's nothing to hold them up there. Um, like you mentioned, Lincoln County. I yep. think we had I think I dropped them out top, this week. Top ten last year, and they actually had a decent win but then lost back-to-back games and uh, didn't have enough to, to hold up. So, yeah, I dropped them out of my, my ranking as well. Yeah, try ranking those teams in that tournament. It was oh, like yeah. Dixie, yeah. Lincoln, and was it Cooper? And Cooper, yeah. They're all three the same. And that was just a side note on that one. So that tournament had, I think, Lafayette had to drop out. So to keep enough team, keep teams getting the games, a couple of teams had to play twice on the same day. Okay. So Cooper won the tournament but also lost their, like, extra game to uh-huh. Lincoln County. So the first day they got a win and then played what would, I guess, like a bonus game against Lincoln County that they uh-huh. lost. Then they went on to beat Dixie and then beat South Laurel, I think, or beat yeah. South Laurel and then Dixie uh, to, to win that tournament. 40, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was kind of a, an odd situation there. But, yeah, I, I, I went back and forth on which of those three teams I was yeah. going to put at the bottom of the ranking, but uh, I ended up settling on Cooper. Yeah, because they won the tournament. Mm-hmm. And some of them are consolation games. Like, it's hard to put a lot of stock into, like, okay, this is a consolation game. Does the team care? Mm-hmm. You know, like, with the rankings. But I just think, like, when I do the rankings, like, if I if Henry Clay had started out number four in the rankings, they'd probably be ranked higher mm-hmm. right now than yep. I've got them. And You're right. if Lexington Catholic started unranked, they'd probably be lower than where I've got them. So um, that's just some examples of, you know, you got to build up that credibility throughout the year, right or wrong. But I think now is when I'm going to start. And then also, like, Highlands, if they lost to Walton Verona in the first week. So if Walton Verona keeps losing, then I may just drop drop Highlands for no reason, even if they right. keep winning. So that's weird. That's, that's odd. Yeah, I know me. people sometimes will say, well, Why'd this team won this them? week. Why yeah. did they drop? And it's because, well, now that we have more data points, I see, oh, they're lost two weeks right. ago. That team's lost three times since then. That's a bad loss. Right. Um, they, the wins weren't good enough to, to offset that. So, I mean, I, I have dropped Highlands out. 
um, based on, you know, that loss. And they went to overtime with or lost to McCracken County, who I've kind of been dropping. Right. That's one we might want to talk about, a couple of teams. Yeah. I, I picked out about uh, four teams that we have seems maybe a difference of opinion on. Uh, they're probably the biggest one. I think you had them at six, and I have them right. at 24. So. Right. Uh, you want to talk about your thoughts, or you want me to talk about mine first? I started off having McCracken County ranked pretty high, and I started off having Highlands pretty high, too, and I watched them last year in the state tournament. And, and then McCracken County keeps winning, including the win over Highlands, which mm-hmm. I thought was a good win at the time. They're undefeated. So since I started them out so high, and I think they're good, I think they got a good tradition, good players, they'll probably make it there. I have no reason to drop them. Have they had some puzzling results that if they had some – wins that have been reason to drop them so the thing that stood out to me of course i watched him play against highlands and and you know like you said uh we we've been talking about dropping highlands a little bit just based on some of their other results um so that kind of weighed them down a little bit to me because it was an overtime game um pretty even and the other thing is i think they just lost to a team out of evansville yeah. that owensboro just beat see i didn't have time to look at all and, that and, stuff, and i watched yeah. owensboro and they did not look good. Yeah. I mean, like, I think they're better than they looked when I saw them against Marshall County. But just, you know, I, I saw that team. Owensboro beat Evansville. Did they have their main guys Knights. in there? Robinson they Wells? They did. Robinson Wells and uh, Carbon play. Yeah. Carbon was limited a little yeah. bit. Um, so, I mean, they might be, if, if he's healthier, they might be well, better. Well, yeah, if they lost a the team that Owensboro yeah. beat, then that's a good reason to so drop them a little that's, bit. Yeah, I mean, out-of-state results, it's hard yeah. to weigh because it's hard to know much about them. But if I've got kind of a common result, I'll look at that a little bit. Yeah, I can understand that. Well, we'll see once they play someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. And that's the thing is the first region sometimes is challenging because they don't don't spread as much. But the hardest teams to rank are the ones who don't play a statewide schedule, just play basically in their region. They win all but one or two games, and then they lose to a team in their region who's just not that good. Yeah, I'm trying to think last year. Like, look at Woodford County football. Right, yeah, something like that where it's just it's hard to gauge. Like, maybe they're really good, maybe they're not. I mean, like... You know, a team that it reminds me of, I'm going way back, but the Breckenridge County team that won it in 95. Like, I think they had two losses, but they weren't ever ranked by anybody because they hadn't played yeah. statewide. And a couple of their, their losses were, I think, to, like, just third region kind of decent teams. Yeah. And so it, it's those are the harder teams. These that play everybody in these KOBs and the Lexicon Tournament and the Ashland Tournament, that gives you a much better gauge. Yeah. So I, I think those are a lot easier to rank. What other teams is there? Just Pikeville? Uh, yeah, you have Pikeville them. 11. I have them down at 22. Um, well, they they beat Mason, which that win is not as great. They beat someone. Betsy Lane's pretty good. Yeah. They beat Betsy Lane. They've got um, just, I mean, they got Salmon's back. They got, I mean, Warax, we saw how good he mm-hmm. was. They just got a good team. Uh, yeah. there's the guys. Uh, we don't have as much data. Like you said, yeah. the Mason County win doesn't look as good as we thought maybe right. after they lost to Betsy Lane. But I, I think Pikeville is probably pretty good. Um, I'm probably a little bit higher on some of these sixth region teams. Um, yeah, yeah, you've liked the sixth region. So, Did they do good last year, some of these teams, the sixth region? Not not especially. I think Western's really young, so we've got to see some of them. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Manual, they're seventh region, but uh, they, they've had some good results. Yeah, they're good, Manual. Uh, yeah. they, beat, they beat North Oldham. Um, yeah. And, of course, North tough. Oldham, I think, I thought looked good in the KOB, despite their, I think they went one and two. Uh, PRP beat Manual to win this tournament. Yeah, PRP's um, good. So I, I just, I don't know, I think I have a little bit, I feel like it's on the upswing, that sixth region, and so I think probably I, I rank several of those yeah. kind of sixth, seventh region teams. So that's the ones I have a decent bit higher than you are like PRP, uh, Manual. I think both those have got about five or six spots ahead of you. 
Um, I've got Doss ranked. I don't think you do. I've right. got Jefferson Town about seven higher than you. So, so that's probably the the area where I'm I'm leaning more. Uh, yeah, when they beat up on each other, yeah. you call it a good loss. Yeah, right. It's it's tough because there is that kind of circle of PRP, J Town, and Doss each beat each other. And, right. Uh, you know, to me, maybe I look at each of them has a good win and not a bad loss, and you could look at it the other way. They don't have a good win and they have a bad loss if you if you think that those teams aren't on the same level. Speaking of rankings, what about, you know, I was trying to justify what this guy did, but I can't. They said when Kentucky oh. beat North Carolina by 30, he dropped Kentucky a couple spots, which I could, I guess I could understand it if other teams have yeah. won. And he moved North Carolina from, like, unranked to, like, 19, and he moved him ahead of Kentucky. So, now people say they should take his bout away. Now, maybe... Maybe he just like maybe he was looking through all the results and he just didn't see that result. It's a it's a problem. I've messed up results before, yeah. so maybe he just didn't see the result. Yeah, I wouldn't take one ballot in the middle of the season and yeah. say you need to wipe a guy's but ballot. That's terrible. Out. But that was terrible. He's got to explain himself right. and just say, hey, and, man, and his I just explanation missed that. probably should be either that, yeah. Uh, yeah, I missed it, or I typed the wrong thing in. Yeah. I mean, I, I've it happens. Watched, I've watched some of these. Uh, I've seen some of these old, uh, you know, AP ballots and. You know, someone voted for Ballard Memorial instead yeah. of Ballard or something right. like that. And and so, I mean, things like that happen. And But, yes, there's no – like you said, dropping Kentucky, I mean, I wouldn't have right. based on that. But maybe you had him too, you thought you had him too high, sure. But I don't know how you would jump North Carolina up no. from unranked no, over Kentucky no. after losing by 30. Like, there's uh, – there was no possible – logical explanation for that being accurate. Maybe because the game came together at the last minute because yeah. COVID canceled. Yeah, I mean, if you wanted to say I'm not going to include this game at all, I mean, probably not a great reason, but yeah, that's that was bizarre. You're right. But Gary Parrish used to do the poll attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, he does the top 25 and one for CBS basketball every every day he updates it. And so he would look at the AP, and he'd pick one voter every week to attack, and he'd write this big column about how did you rank this team out of this team, and he'd give all these. And he says a lot of times they would come back and say, oh, yeah, I just messed up. Like, I mistyped it. I'm sorry. And they'd play along. But people got so mad at him that he had to stop doing it. I kind of like doing the poll attacks. Like, if we look at either the the Ballard and the RPI, or mm-hmm. we look at either Max Preps or AP or something, if we did a poll attack or someone attacked us, I'd kind of like that. I'd be, I'd be up for it. I mean, if you if you think I've got something way off, I can probably tell you why I did it. And, yeah. um, you know, I'll say that probably in my poll, between about 9 and, and 20, I could jumble those up about any way I want. Right. Um, I mean, like, you know, for one example, you know, I've got Greenwood at number 6, you, I think you've got them down at 10. I just have them because they beat North Laurel. Right. So I put them ahead of North Laurel. Right. Their only loss is to Bowling Green. Right. So I've got them behind. Um, but they don't have as many data points, and North Laurel does have some other good wins. Right. So I think you can make reasonable arguments. I don't I don't think there's necessarily a right and a wrong answer, but sometimes there are wrong answers. Yeah. And sometimes I know that a guy's hurt, mm-hmm. or I know that the ref made this awful call, but sometimes I don't. Right. You know, so especially if it's closer to Lexington, if it's closer here, I may know the situation, give a team a pass, but out in the second region, something happened, I didn't know the guy didn't play. But if I knew it, maybe I would have ranked them higher or lower. Yeah, yeah, we try to keep up with as much as possible and uh, appreciate any of that information we can learn. Um, but, you know, we are we are a little limited. Right, yeah. And then finally for the um, – so anything else on basketball before I go to the football coach of the year? No, I think that's good. We can move on. Football coach of the year goes to Coach Jim Matney from Johnson Central, uh, according to the coaches' vote that they do, and I think that's a good vote. Um, there was um, everyone who got votes. I've either interviewed before, almost, or I've had them on my podcast. The 
that these guys are very deserving. He only coached one game, but of course he got COVID and other complications. He passed away. And just the legacy that he leaves, they said there's no replacing Coach Matney at Johnson Central. There's no way to. They try to compare all the possible replacements and say, we can't bring in someone like this. So what's your thoughts on him winning the Coach of the Year award? Uh, that's a tough question. Um, I probably would have would have not voted that direction. I think it's a great story, and I'm not upset that people did. Um, you know, when when people look back at this in ten years, and they're going to say, "Oh, you know, what you know, what did Johnson Central do this year?" You know, I, I guess you could say that maybe he set in motion, right? Um, set in motion the whole, the, program. the whole program and set in motion this year, which was a very I think we can consider it a successful year for them. So, yeah. so in that sense, I, I don't have an issue with it. Um, I, like I said, I don't think I would have made that vote, but I think it's it's reasonable. Yeah, and then you got the other ones that mm-hmm. got the votes. These are all guys that I that I, I think are great coaches. Yeah. So uh, next up was uh, Dennis Johnson of Woodford County. Boy, they were bad a few years ago. Yeah, He's I mean they've, they've really turned around. Like you said, yeah, four or five years ago they were winning zero, zero two, one game. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he, he came in second, uh, LCA's Doug Charles. Oh yeah. LCA. I mean, runners up two years in a row and they beat all, they took on all comers and beat almost everybody they played. Yeah. They had a great season. Uh, Russellville, uh, Mikey Benton. Oh, well, Russellville is doing things that hadn't been done. I think maybe since the nine early nineties. And, uh, he's really got that team going in the right direction. They, they almost beat Pikeville and Pikeville's a juggernaut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes I lean toward which teams overachieve the most. Yeah. You know, maybe from ex- expectations. And yeah, Russellville, no, no, no. I think, would be on that list of... of they struggled last year. Yeah, they did have a lot of holdbacks and stuff. <laughs> right, so. right. Uh, Boyle, uh, Justin Haddix. Well, he's been there two years. He's won two championships. I mean, it's, it's hard to argue against any of these. Uh, and then St. X is Kevin Wallace. Oh, yeah, St. X. I mean, nobody thought they were going to beat, uh, beat up on male, and they did. Yeah. You know, so... And and really, if you look at the t- the injuries that they've had, I think Michael Carter, their best defender, hardly played at all. And then um, the quarterback uh, Jack Savory, he got a lot out of his talent, and mm-hmm. he was like the only one, maybe the punter on a lot of the all state teams, first team. And it's not like they had the talent that Mel had, but they were able to beat him. So I think all those guys are very deserving. Yeah, right. Uh, I, I don't think there are any of those that I see that I'm just like I can't understand how you vote for them. Yeah, some people said that, um, and, and, and rightly so, I guess just because they're supposed to be such a juggernaut, but they said that um, out of uh, Brandon Smith, he's not on there from South Warren. They said maybe he should have been on there. Yeah. I mean, South Warren's just rolling, doing a great job there. And maybe they think his dad, Chuck Smith, the assistant, is the key behind it. You know it helps to have, uh, right. have good people behind you. So that's the football update, and they still haven't announced the, the real Mr. Football, I don't think. So... When are you gonna get a vote for that? Uh, I think you got to be a member of the AP, and you got to pay to be a member uh, of the AP. Pass on that, then. Yeah, I, I see people complain about like because, and some people say like if you're not, there's some things you have to pay to for your players to be eligible yeah. for certain awards. Yeah, if a, like if a coaches association gives gives their all state team, uh, then you would have to be a member of that coaches association. Is that why Savory? I mean, not Savory. The Davis. Someone said the Davis County guys. Wasn't eligible to be in that top eleven for the Kentucky Mr. Uh, Football if it's coaches. The coaches who are participating, then that's if it's through the coaches association, probably. If but, they are not members, he he might not be eligible. But does that give the the award a bad look? Yeah, I think it it probably does lessen the award. Um, we've kind of gone through that with the tennis coaches association. 
Uh, we now give the all stay. I'm, I have been a, a board member in the past. I'm not currently, but, uh, and it's kind of that same process of, of the goal of it, I think, is to get more involvement in the coaches association and all that. Um, you have to be a, a member to be eligible to, to win uh, these awards, uh, like Mr. Tennis, uh, which we give. And so, you know, I don't personally like that. I understand the reasoning behind it. Uh, but to me, that's why things like the Courier Journal All-State team uh, don't have any type of limitations. To me, right. I, I give more credit to, to that type of, of right. you know, they've been doing it for, for 70 years. Um, so, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for, for them. Um, you know, we'll, we'll give our All-State basketball team this year. Um, I'm, I don't know enough about football to participate that, but uh, we'll, you know, we'll give it to who we think is the best. And then yeah. we won't have any of those, those limiting factors, but we can, you know, whoever gives it can make the decisions. So I guess you've got that going for you. So was the coach, the coach has to be a member or the school has to be a member? It's the same. I mean, it's basically the same concept. Okay. The, the coach being the member is the school being a part of it. Because I, I didn't know, like, Grant Bingham wasn't on the list, should have been on the list. What if, I mean, Coach Matney passed away. Is it like, well, the new coach hasn't registered I think, I think, to be? I think they would probably include, yeah. um, transfer that to the next head coach. I don't know exactly how right. the coaches association yeah, works. I don't know. But I would, I would think reasonably, yeah. you know, if, if I'm on there as, as the Montgomery County tennis coach and something happens to me, you know, also our assistant coach is a member as well. Right. So they would still be on there. But if only the head coach was, I mean, maybe they'd need uh, the other to register. You know, again, I can just speak for the tennis. I know we would encourage people if we thought there was a chance they would yeah. be all state. Please go ahead and, and right. register. Please get on here so we can. I mean, because our goal is to, and I would hope their goal is to, you know, recognize the most deserving. Um, but, you know, if a coach just refuses for some reason or just doesn't turn their paperwork in or, or whatever it is, you know, it's 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 a challenge. But uh, there's there's good and bad to it. But I think, like you said, it does maybe lessen it a little bit. And then one more thing about tennis. Um, do you think that someone will try to have a regular season tournament? Can you have a regular season tournament with just individuals or ones where you try to get the best players in the state and determine who the best, like, maybe indoor player is? Or Because now people either play singles or doubles. Or that'd be cool to do the best doubles. Like, you just send two. Each school sends two. And you, you do, like, a king of the bluegrass. You pick your top two yeah, you around can, the state. You can do, do that. that. Uh, Lexington Christian used to have a really good doubles tournament yeah. uh, that we played in several times, and uh, we we had some pretty good results in it actually. Uh, but you would you could send. I mean, technically, you would send your number one, number two, and yeah. number three doubles, and it, it didn't have to be your region lineup. So you could put your two singles yeah. players together. Uh, one year, we put I put my number one player and my number seven player as our number three doubles team. It was uh, Sam when he was a, an eighth grader, Sam Hodson. And, Austin Colliver and, and they played in the three bracket. I think they lost their first round to a really good maybe Henry Clay team, uh, but then won the the kind of back yeah. draw of it. But I mean, Saint X played in that some. Cub Cast played in. I think uh, you know we've we've played teams from Manual, uh, played teams from uh, like Russell's been in it. Sometimes out in Marion County, out in in Paducah, some of those teams were in it. So it, it, that was a really cool event um, to to bring in lots of people and it was called the derby day doubles yeah. and, and we did it on on derby day yeah uh, i would love to see that come back well they do they still do the lexington tournament where they play it's all the lexington schools get together and do like number one singles number two singles the lexington public schools have a tournament schools, i'm not yeah. sure if it's a head-to-head -head or yeah. if it's like an individual i don't know exactly how that it's would be set cool. up. and then like this i think the 16th region does kind of like a pre-region tournament um 
kind of to help with seeding, but it's like basically the structure of a region tournament, but it's a regular season event. So there's some options there. Um, so today we've got to talk about uh, tennis tournaments and three tennis players. Throw Grant yeah. Bingham in there. Yeah, Grant Bingham, Sam Hodson. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean we're we're keeping it rolling. Yeah, someone said they'll help us with the tennis rankings, so that yes, would be I'm all for that. Yeah, I don't know. I might not be allowed to participate in that. That might be a conflict of I, interest. I can do it. I can I can do my own tennis rankings. So okay, yeah, we'll do the tennis rankings, and then finally, is there any sort of tournament, a dream tournament for basketball that you'd like to see in this state, or do we already have everything set up? Maybe where we pull like the city of Palm, some of the. Maybe turn the hoop fest into a tournament or something. What would be the, the dream tournament that we could have here? Well, we could run our own tournament. That's right. You know, that's one thing I was thinking. You know, Montgomery County used to host the Joby Hall Prep Classic, mm-hmm. um, which would bring in it wasn't a tournament, but uh, bring in some of the top teams in the state. So, uh, you know, maybe we can uh, work out something with Montgomery County and and at least try and host our own event. Yeah, what do you think the best one-day event is in all of basketball? Do you think it would be if all the region finals were on the same day or yeah. the Sweet 16 quarterfinals? I don't know what the best one-day event is. Oh, it would be the, if you could go to the region tournament finals, it would yeah. be those. I, I think without any doubt I'd take I'd take all those, but uh, I do love I love, you know, the final day of the year when you've got the region semi or the state semifinals and finals on the same day. No, they're not doing that anymore. Uh, they did last year and yeah. it was great. Yeah, it was good. All right, well, thanks for for being on and hope everyone has a Merry Christmas. Yeah, sounds good. Merry Christmas. All right, listen to us on uh, Premier High School Sports Podcast and uh, at T-E-R-O-Y-H-O-W-E-L-L and at R-E-Z-I-N-C on Twitter. Thanks.